0: Hello and welcome to Sports View with Simon Ravocaba. I'm your host, Simon Ravocaba. Late night, midweek report, but I uh, just wanted to get into it. there's uh, going to be a quick episode. Uh, first of all, boxing news, Manny Pacquiao, Fishery, announces his retirement. Uh, I had spoken about it previously, selfishly. I maybe wanted one more f- fight for him and maybe an opportunity to go watch his last fight since I missed out on the, on the opportunity uh, to uh, end up being in attendance for what turned out to be his last fight but at the end of the day I think the right decision uh, if he would have come back for one more fight in rematch Dugas and won then probably he would have been enticed to have one more after that maybe one more after then keep getting enticed but now he can focus on his presidential run where he's he's favored to uh, to actually win the election there and become the president of the Philippines uh, he's done so much for that I know uh there's a good population though of the philippines that that like the current uh, administration and uh, it's one of those things they're having there that you know it's might be the morality of it. They have a current president that uh when there's a drug deal going on and he get or he gets word of it, he invites the media and the media gets to wait outside as he goes in there and and shoots everybody and comes out uh you know he's been notorious to do that and just pretty much doing away with uh with crime, by by doing away with the criminals, by ending their life, Manny, being so religious, uh, has a more, uh, moral way he wants to deal with them. That's what he's been advertising, and then there's a good part of that population that like what's going on currently, um, where he they are literally getting rid of the criminals, uh, but you know, no due trial, no no due justice and stuff like that. So. We're kind of controversial what's going on there and and kind of what what happens if you get like a dictator like rule that there you know you're gonna get a lot of supporters from that person because it's something different and something new, but I think at the end of the day most most governments will go back to the way i guess the normal way of of governing mm-hmm. and and that's a different topic it's a government topic um and and governing and everything so but I think uh you know, at the end of the day, just like anything in the world, anything in life is a pendulum, and it swings. And wish Manny the best because I think uh, he has done a lot, and I think he'll continue to do a lot as as president. Uh, you know, his his economics and and everything like that. You know, he's gonna have to learn and have a great group of advisors, maybe with the with the budget and stuff like that. Because he he's been he's been all about spending as far as his own money. That's what he's had coming up. So I don't know if he's thinking, as president, uh, there's going to be a budget there that he can just start using and and donate and and you know give back to the people like that. But but we'll we'll see what happens. I'm I'm sure he'll he'll do great, and he understands the country he's with, and and it's been his lifelong dream. And most everybody, I mean, it was six years ago. I uh, mean, at the Miguel Cotto uh, Manny Pacquiao fight, when they asked Bob, and Bob Arum said, well. You know his minimum age. The minimum age to run for president in the Philippines is forty-five. So I suspect he's going to fight until then, and then he'll focus on being president of a country, which would make him more of a national treasure, more of a, you know, the Pulitzer Prize-winning uh, guy in the 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 Man of the Year for you know for the world, the humanitarian of the year, all that. So. But wish, wish you the best, Manny, and, and thank you for a great career and, and great memories. Uh, week uh, week four coming up in the NFL kicks off tomorrow. Jacksonville at Cincinnati. Urban Meyer going back to Ohio. This one, um, I, I had mentioned before my uh, week three picks that there would be something to come. I, I was almost going to predict an upset and go with Jacksonville. But I, I'm going to go ahead and go with Cincinnati. I'm going to say Cincinnati wins it in a close game, though, closer than expected. Uh, at some point, I think Jacksonville's going to get a win, at least one, even by just dumb luck. Um, I mean, you could see what happens, you know, one of these games where Um, excuse me. Um, <clears throat> one of these games where you know last second field goal, there was a turnover at the end and stuff. Because like they've created some turnovers, they've had some special teams plays, and maybe they're going to win it on something like that. Um, and pull, you know, squeak, squeak one out at least. So, but I think they are going to win. But I think Urban Meyer's still in trouble as a, as a coach. But I I don't think there, it's going to be this week. Although well, I, when I was considering it, I thought, well, you know, it's a short week. Return to Ohio. and the, um, but, um, Yeah, I think too much going on. They did the trade C.J. Henderson. Henderson's now in Carolina. And uh, Dan Arnold, tight end, comes to Jacksonville. And I think if anything, the Henderson to Carolina is going to make a difference in Carolina. I don't know if Dan Arnold's going to make any difference in Jacksonville, at least not this season. And for what their scheming and the game planning is, and Trevor Lawrence, it's a good tool for him, good weapon. But but we'll see what happens. They're just it's it's just uh, it's just a garbage year for them. It's it's unfortunate. They're they're rebuilding. They lost their running back, uh, rookie, and uh, I think it's just gone downhill from there. And I just don't think Urban Meyer is cut out for the NFL. Just by the facial expressions, by the comments he makes, by. By the uh, the surprises when you know he's asked questions at press conferences and he's surprised by the questions, uh, you know you're not, you're not recruiting the best high school players onto your team and you don't have the dominant team there anymore. It's equal play and it comes down to the coaching, the schematics, and everything like that. And and he just may not be head to head as far as head coach versus head coach, you know, battle of wits. He may not be the the man for that those kind of NFL uh, you know the, the the grueling the intensity of the NFL of an NFL game compared to college where almost always the teams are equal on the field and it it, it goes by the intangibles he, they just might not have the intangibles not sure they would get it I don't know how long it would take of building this team and and letting Urban uh, his his philosophy come in and his what he wants to run but it just seems he's confused as to exactly what he wants to do. Uh, but uh, but we'll see. So I, I'm going to say Cincinnati close at the end of the day. And uh, Jacksonville will still be waiting for their first win maybe next week uh, because they'll have the 10 days between games. Uh, but we'll see. Anyway... Uh, and then the playoff uh, race heating up. The the uh, NL West. It looks like the Giants may be getting through it. They have a two game lead here in the final week. But of course, the Dodgers have already clinched play a playoff spot as well. And there's a. Oh, shoot, I don't have the sheet in front of me, but uh, there, there's a the battle brewing down for the final uh, wild card spots and the AL. Wild card is is the second spot is is going to come down to I think the last day. But I think Tampa Bay and it looks like the Dodgers are the dominant going in. Although the Giants have the better record, just the Dodgers are more proven and I think they're more reliable in the in the postseason. So although the Giants I think win the regular season title and get the higher seed, I, I I think the Dodgers would would take a series over over the Giants, Come playoff time, so but it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be exciting to see NHL's kicking off a few weeks away. They're, the preseason's. Getting underway, so uh, we're gonna have full fledged uh, all four major sports, uh, you know, getting it with NFL, uh, NHL, and then NBA is gonna start shortly after, and then Major League Baseball is gonna be winding down uh, their championship. So, a lot of excitement here, and a lot of uh, uh good things to look forward to UFCs, um, or and the MMA world. We got the PFL championships coming uh, at the end of October. Uh, and that's going to get more and more hype, along with the UFCs that are coming up, and then Bellator's uh, of fights. Bellator, they just get a lot of throwaway UFC fighters, and it's it it's great to keep an eye on, on on fighters you may have rooted for all this time, but then their talent level uh, and the fights they put up. I mean, it's almost like UFC leftovers to me when I'm when I'm looking at it. And the quality of the matchups, uh, while they're they're good matchups, and it's MMA, and if you're a fan, you're a fan. Uh, the UFC is really what everybody focuses on, and then that's what when you go to sportsbook, they don't really have lines on Bellator's. They, they they cater towards UFC, and and that that's kind of where where the popularity still is uh, with, with the UFC, and the popularity and and I think overall interest because of. Uh, you know they continue to bring you the best matchups and, and you don't have to wait for them and just around the corner there's another ufc so there'll be a fight night that they, they they've got their schedule down pack where there's there's plenty of 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 mma action throughout the week you know, it's all coming brought to you by by the ufc and then bellator has their shows uh more uh maybe on a monthly basis and then uh and then once a month you talk to bellator but then the rest of the month, uh, it's UFC. So, uh, but yeah, you know, boxing at this point is so, so. You know, when they they say it has to be more like that, it's, at this point there's managers of dime a dozen, promoters of dime a dozen, and they all just refuse to want to work together. And it's it's you know, um, and I'm anxious to read Russell Peltz's book that that is on order. That's on its way. But you hear old-time managers, old-time promoters talking about the difference of what it was back in the day and what it is today. Uh, But one of the positives is that fighters do have their, their say. You know, it used to be the manager would make the match and he would just call the fighter and say, all right, you're booked for here, here, and, you know, this time, place, and date, and that's, you know, and the fight's on. Now fighters want to have final approval on the fights and, and and then they want to be part of the negotiations themselves, direct negotiations. They want more of a cut of, of, of just about everything now as independent contractors and that that's what makes them make you know more money than ever before. but then more money than then maybe there' in the budget and then and then they don't they're not allowed to fill the card from top to bottom with the great undercard because they pay so much to the main main guys. So that 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 is one of the downfalls. So if you're gonna make forty fifty million dollars as a main event fighter, don't expect much of an undercard. Which uh, I took a long time to realize that, because I you know I grew up watching those Julio Cesar Chavez fights and Mike Tyson fights where, you know they would be on the undercards and the undercards would be nothing but title fights and champions. Julian Jackson, uh, you know, Simon Brown. Uh, you know, you, you just you had champions from top to bottom. Michael Nunn. you know, every every fight on the card on a on a big pay per view was was like a title fight or, or former title this or contender some. It was it, it was a you know title eliminators. So, um, uh, I've come to understand how you know what's going on there. Is, you know as the money has increased, the main eventers and the, the elite fighters, the headliners make more of the money, and then it it doesn't leave enough of the budget to to put much of an undercard together. So that's that's the downfall of of the elite fighters making so much in, in boxing. Where UFC, it's controlled, and while they're making good money, they're not making great money, and then they could complain about the pay scale. But what it allows them to do by, by having it set in place, you know, this is what you'll make, and this is what a main event fighter makes, this is what a preliminary fighter makes. It allows them to put together a solid show from top to bottom. So uh, you go until there's a strike or union or, or just uh, I guess a revolt with fighters, and and I think they fighters overall love the sport so much that you know they're willing to just do it. Uh, and although they can complain all they want, they probably will. They'll still still fight for whatever amount is there because they a lot of, many of them come from backgrounds where they used to do that for free. So. Uh, but we'll see. Well, you know, it's, it's got to work itself out with time. But there's some fights coming up with boxing with Deontay Wilder and and uh, and Tyson Fury the third fight, which is uh, getting uh, building more interest and and peaking more interest and and giving more hope for Wilder. You know, this whole time it had been Fury, Fury, and I think Fury. While he's still the favorite and the fan's choice overall, I think there's more. The wind is starting to blow towards Wilder. You got Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Plant, which after just one press conferences where they exchange blows, uh, they don't need any other hype for that. It's, it, the fight's going to sell itself now in November. Uh, I'll be at the Mikey Garcia fight, and then there's going to be Earl Spence versus... Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Terrence Crawford versus Sean Porter. It's on November 20th. That's a night that I won't be at in Vegas because I'm going to be officiating uh, an MMA show locally. Um so that's, uh, that's what I'll be doing for that that night. So unfortunately, I won't be in Vegas, but uh, definitely won't be missing the results. And, and then I'll check out the action uh, when I get home the next day. I'll so, uh, re- be able to replay the fight. So that's all I got. Uh, we'll be back Friday with uh, the head-to-head and then my first million. And then we'll, uh, I'm going to try and get a, a segment uh Maybe tomorrow or Friday with uh, Ryan Davis, talk to him about the Detroit Lions' state. Because while I think it might be par for the course, you know they they started off on threat, They are playing tough and they're, and they're hanging in there and they've had some tough luck. And I want to t- still talk to to Ryan about, you know, how does that fan base feel? You know, that do they actually feel cursed, or what? What do they feel is going going on there? Because historically they just they just seem to be the victims of these record-breaking or record-tying field goals or, or sports moments, they always seem to be the team that uh, teams are breaking records against. And, and uh, you know, they deserve to win on, on Sunday, and then it's going to take a miracle, and then a miracle happens. So there you go. But I, I think they're, you know, like I said before, I think they're headed in the right direction. There's just going to be a few seasons to build on. But I like how tough they're playing. They're playing uh, with the mentality of the coach, you know, that c- kind of toughness, and they're hanging in there, and they're playing hard for for him. So, so exciting to watch, and uh, and unfortunate to see the results not be any different. But but I I think I think the Detroit fan base has something to cheer for here uh, moving forward in the future. Uh, and that's all I got for sports View. This is Simon Rokaba checking out. Until next time.